Sunday mornings. You are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. If you haven't joined us before, then welcome. You have joined a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people. People in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their decision-making and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By listening and discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found more sustainable, loving and heartfelt ways to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. I did say my guests come from far and wide, didn't I? Well, today's guests in the studio with me are Jenny Hayes, a declutter specialist and clothing stylist who works in person and over Skype, would you believe? Oh, how small and borderless the world in technology is nowadays. Jenny has flown in from England just to be on Triple H, obviously. Um, oh, well, okay. She's having some fun with her friends along the way, um, but she's in Australia. Welcome, Jenny. Oh, thank you for having me. It is lovely to have you sitting in front of me now. And I, we have Carmen Hall. Welcome, Carmen. Hi. Carmen is, um, as you can hear from her voice, slightly hesitant about being here. Carmen, um, I've asked Carmen to be here because... Carmen hasn't travelled quite as many kilometres. She's a local woman. But there are a number of miles in regards to the relationship with clutter and perhaps clothes that she is about to embark on since meeting Jenny over the internet. And so I felt it was a perfect match. For my part, I have done a programme with Jenny over um, Skype. And so I'm kind of... A two-season wardrobe, one season of one one season of each wardrobe through a program. So we felt like it was a really good um, uh, holding, I guess, of all the different processes. Someone who's just at the beginning, someone who's been through the process, and someone to hold our hand all the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, spring is on our doorstep. Now, spring is synonymous with a clear out. Um, we've hunkered down in winter, but that hunker down is starting to lift. And this often brings with it a feeling of wanting to freshen things up, to clear things out. But in my experience, the surface clean never quite lasts as long as I want it to. Have you both found that? Absolutely. When I've just cleaned on the surface, there's so much stuff that I ignore. Yeah. It's really easy to just go, well, I don't need to deal with that right now. So it actually stays in your cupboard maybe until the next year yeah. when you have a look at it again. Yeah. What about you, Jenny? In previous life, before yeah. you started decluttering everybody else, did you ever have any clutter issues? No. So I was going to say, actually, very naturally for me, I've never been a very clutter full person. Yes. Um, however, why I've progress more in this work is because I hear people's frustrations and actually it becomes an upset to them in their lives yes and actually they they will spend the time and they will clean up but then they find themselves back in the same space yeah even by the end of the week and that's where I realized that there was something more going on and another way of approaching it and so that's why I particularly do what I do now 
I remember when um, I first got married, I, I, you know, my apartment, my flat um, wasn't very big. Um, I rented it. I, no, I owned it and I rented a room out to a friend and I thought, you know, I was just, I, I just had... Um, um, it's it's like bisibiji. It's a French expression that just says, you know, serious chic. Um, but really, to another person, it was serious mess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had piles of Marie Claire and Elle and Vogue or you know House and Garden, whatever it was. But I had piles of them, not because I'd necessarily read them or would ever read them again. But they looked good because I'd seen them in magazines on tables as what looked good. You know, they were coffee table books or magazines, but actually for me they were side tables because I couldn't afford side tables in those days so that's what I had you know they were very practical as well and um, uh, because I was um, slightly worried that you know I might need something again I would keep everything and hoard it and put it away and put it in cabinets and it would but everything was chock-a-block and then I met my beautiful husband who does not live like that at any point in his life and probably never did live like that. And he, he came in and clearly when we were dating, he was very polite and never said anything. But the moment we moved in together, um, all of our things came to the surface. All of my hoarding habits came up and his sparsity habits came up and they clashed um and when we had children it got worse because saturday morning was the the day after the week's collection of mess and i remember we had arguments every saturday morning about the mess so i'd clear it up but it would just keep coming up so you talk about it coming up mm. after a while it came up after a day i couldn't contain it because it wasn't naturally clutter-free. Yeah, absolutely. So clutterful is a very fun word, and I reckon we'll talk about clutterful and clutter-free and, you know, simplicity. But I really would love, and I think it would be more helpful, rather than talk about what we shove in cupboards and pretend isn't there, we actually talk about, for the first half of the show, why we feel the need to collect, keep, um, and hide what we've collected and kept and how that translates not just from our cupboards or from our things but also to our wardrobe has an effect on our mental health but also on our physical health because we start putting layers on our body as well as layers on our head and pictures. Mm, absolutely. You ready to go there? Absolutely. Are up for it? Fantastic. So what do you... Um, I, I would I reckon that there's something in marketing that feeds a picture because like, clearly I had a picture of my, my apartment that you needed to look like as a you know na young person first home really excited I'd rented but I'd never had the control over that I had when I first bought my home this I wanted to make this the perfect picture book apartment and hello I, it wasn't my picture at all. Yeah, and I think that's something which we, pretty much all of us, we start off on that foot. We have an idea. We're actually really excited to step out into yeah. the world to have our first apartment or whatever. And what I have learned to kind of bring it in a nutshell straight back to, you know, the core is I feel that unless we really know who we are, 
we're we're looking outside of ourselves all the time and we're looking for inspiration and that isn't always a bad thing at all but we don't really know what we need or what will really support us and so we got these ideas and of course we've got like you say marketing advertising everything kind of constantly feeding us and bombarding us and the way that society has particularly gone the last you know few decades even with fashion we have constant changes it's not just the two seasons mm. like it used to be it's like um, stores have new collections in pretty much every week new delivery so it's we're constantly being shown oh this is the next thing this is the newest thing you can have and so in that it's important for us to take a stop in ourselves know who we are and then that kind of can change how you choose mm. I think that constant change feeds the constant need, doesn't it? And you, if if all your images are changing quite that quickly, um, it's trying to keep up. So that stops really important. Yeah, absolutely. But also, and it's it's such a fascinating topic because not only can you, because from that short conversation, you can say, oh. You know, you're constantly looking for the next new thing or the the new um, fashion or the new kind of way to style your home. But then, again, none of that's really about yourself. And actually, we, we can think that we have a style or we think we have, um, I don't know, a fashion sense, you know, or a style in our home that we really like. And then we can stick quite rigidly to that and we think we know that that's our style. But equally, we're not always stopping to appreciate that actually we might have changed or we might have developed. So just as much as it might be one way, it's equally the other. So either which way, we can still look at ourselves. I can definitely relate to the pictures, so having pictures of what things need to be. But for me, a lot of my clutter or um, stuff is just about in case. It's always in case. What it, What if I need those black socks and I don't have black socks? I better get them in case, even if they just stay there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the same with, you know, needing, um, I don't know, eight packs of uh, kitchen wipes, you know, just in case I ran out, you know. So my cupboard was filled with things that seemed very practical and very, you know, organized. I was very organized. I had everything there. But what do you need eight lots of um, kitchen wipes for when you can go down to the shop and it's basically open all day, every day. If yeah. you run out, it's it's there. That is so it was so like true. a hoarding of, of just in case. Mm, and that's there are two kind of major things that Marie Kondo talks about it as well. It's the um, you're unable to let go of the past and there's fear of the future. And they're two things that pretty much every single person I've worked with deals with in some shape or form through their process and in their life in general. And as, especially for people that have come through war or, you know, hardship in some shape or form that really molds who they are and how they how they choose what they choose and how they live and so really understanding that about yourself again gives you the opportunity to not necessarily choose or behave in that way letting go of the past <laughs> and fear of the future and I fear find of the fascinating. future it yeah. is mm. because you know you had the the wet wipes i was the tuna 
you know, I was the tins or, or the baked beans or, and Brendan would have this, this expression, he'd come in uh, after I'd done a shop and he'd go, oh, so we're going to be, we're going to be okay if the tuna famine hits <laughs> or he's going to be okay if the baked bean famine, hit, famine hits. We're going to be all right, aren't we, Lucy? And I would, I'd kind of go, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, you know, when I started to be prepared to see what the, my, my what if attitude, I'd look and I'd have like seven cans of tuna. Like how many can you eat in a week? You know, you'd probably be eating one or, you know, there would be a, it, it just that bulk buying, which again is fed by a supermarket that, that gives you the bulk buy, which is perhaps more economical, but it also feeds that don't run out. It's, you know, you really don't want to run out. We, we realised last night that we haven't bought dishwasher tabs for four years <gasps> because <laughs> we bought in bulk. <laughs> and I've had, we've moved house. We've had to carry all these dishwasher tabs with us. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're on the last box. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, that's funny. And I just want to say that it was a really great example that came up because I don't know if it's the same here, but in England, Christmas time, yeah. you to go into the supermarket you need to allow yourself kind of three hours because everyone is shopping as if the world is ending yeah and it's only the shops are shut Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And actually... If that now. No, exactly. Because you've got other cultures that open on both of yeah, those days. Yeah, and now Boxing Day pretty much everywhere yeah. is open. However, even though it's one day mm. that the shop is shut, yeah, everyone goes mad. Like, they really... There's a scarce... You know, they feel like... You can fear the panic. Yes. And also the need to overindulge. There is an excuse to overindulge and you buy as much as you can and you eat as much as you can and you give as much as you can. But without discerning whether what you're eating actually is what you want to eat, what you're giving is what someone might want to receive and what you're buying is uh, is ever even going to make it to one of those two outlets... Or if it's just going to sit in your cupboard, oh, I bought four napkins, four sets of napkins, just in case we had another, pe- you know, more people around for dinner and we needed Christmas napkins. Mm. Bonkers. And and uh, what I had to feel with doing the process with Jenny was I might have had five tops that I'd bought because they were cheap mm. at a shop. And I've never really worn them or liked them, but because they were cheap and they fitted, they'll do. Yeah. So that stuff will do. When you could actually have used that money to buy one thing, yes, that's, that's supportive yes. rather than all all these things yeah. that we hoard. Yeah. That's something that I've really picked up from doing the process with Jenny. And uh, you know, I have to say here, there are people all over the world who are doing what Jenny does. My the, my reason for um, having Jenny in and talking this morning is because Jenny was the first person that took me to why, not just what. She didn't just. Um, come in or I didn't get a book that just said okay this is how you go through your wardrobe this is how you figure out your colors this is how you work out um, how to clear out and where to clear things to Jenny said all right but why why did you buy that in the first place and you know there were some harsh moments <laughs> just trying to fight back the tears where she went did you really buy that? <laughs> I don't think I said that. <laughs> I don't think you did either. But hello, it makes good radio, okay? It makes good radio. <laughs> and there were moments where I was going, why on earth did I buy that? Um, but, you know, when when I felt why I bought it, it made perfect sense to me. 
And if I translate that to the poor decisions I've made in my life, I actually started being so much kinder to myself because there is a reason why I do these dysfunctional things and I can't let go of the past or I'm afraid of the future or buy something, you know, just because. And when I actually went into it, I couldn't walk out of a shop without buying something because I didn't want to offend the person who was working there who might have taken so long to do the to do the beautiful displays that I felt I owed it to them to buy something. Now, how dysfunctional is that? And I spent a lot of time trying to find the cheapest thing in the shop. <laughs> Um, so that because you no, know, really, I didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, particularly on the student, the student, um, whatever you get, the loan that I got. Anyway, um, I did know how to walk out of some shops. They were very easy to walk out of, but you know there was that sympathy there. But that's the thing, you know, like there are so many things that go on, and often a lot of us will go shopping, and we will buy something to fill a hole in ourselves if we if we've had a bit of a crappy day yeah. or something's going on at home or you know whatever it may be often we go and it might it's not necessarily shopping but it's same with the food or whatever it is we we look for something so we don't have to feel what's really going on and so a lot of what i do it's it's i'm not asking people to change like it's just about bringing an awareness to why they have and an understanding of why they've chosen those things and i think the more you can do that and look at all the different things that are at play then that's where you can start to make the change why do you choose the therapy you choose retail therapy 101 <laughs> this morning i am talking with jenny hayes declutter specialist and clothing stylist and carmen hall has been doing work with her online so they actually get to meet <laughs> so cool so cool now we are talking about decluttering we're talking about that feeling of spring where you feel you want to look at some of these old patterns and old behaviors and to identify how clutter even gets there in the first place so that when we actually declutter we re-imprint our relationship with our clothes our body our home and look at why we tr what we truly need to live and maybe embrace life over what we're sold as a need or a want uh, that ends up gathering dust in our homes or in our cupboards or in our bodies heaven forbid now are there any items that you have bought in the past that have fit into that you know great moment in your life but never been used have you ever done shopping that's just sat maybe even with a tag still on it in your wardrobe i'm not even going to ask you jenny because i know <laughs> the answer will be no carmen meet me in my dysfunction for a moment before we go to how we've now seen the light and changed our ways <laughs> well, i think that was um what you asked earlier about surface cleaning yeah i think that was what i was avoiding because when it's still sitting in your cupboard with a tag on you may still wear it someday mm. But once you've had to say, listen, I'm not going to wear it, and it's sitting in 10 dustbin bags to wait to go to the op shop, and it's still got tags, you spent a lot of money on it, you actually really have to feel the yuckiness yeah. of having spent and wasted that money. Yes. And for me, I did not want to go there. That is something that um, I think stops a lot of people even doing 
the clear out is having to feel the money that you've spent on clothes that you've never worn or on an item that has just sat there. You feel the... I don't know what the word is. Is it? I mean, disregard does. It's like a word that can sometimes not necessarily be understood. But the disrespect of the money, so of of your life energy that you've put into earning that money, you then disrespect all of that energy that you've spent earning the money on something that's frivolous that you that you didn't you don't actually appreciate. And that's huge. No wonder we struggle. So let's take a step back. If we are trying to create a picture, how do we come back to feeling what's, what we actually need and want in our lives as opposed to being at the mercy of the, um, of the marketing people? Let, let me just give you one example. Last night at the Triple H Quiz Night... <laughs> Let me tell you, I took Jenny out for a night out that I doubt she'd ever have done at home. She came to our local community radio station's quiz night, which, can I say, was rocking. And any listeners who were not there, shame on you. How could you have missed it? You did miss a good night. You did. And have no fear, it's an annual event. We will be back next year. Awesome, awesome planning team. MC Noddy rocked it (laughs) so it was a fancy dress we had to dress up as a music person and i decided that i was going to go as amy winehouse now i don't no idea why i decided to go as amy winehouse because i'm actually not that familiar with her music but um i had clothes in my wardrobe that worked i actually went and bought a wig and i bought some um transfers some tattoo transfers everything else was from my wardrobe except for one belt which i borrowed from jenny when i put the clothes on i did not feel like me they were it was my body it was my clothes all i'd done is is match an image of of, that i'd seen of someone else but but it was the most extraordinary thing and it got me thinking how often do we wear clothes for an image and to put something out there i mean i was so convincing that i won the prize for the best costume (laughs) (laughs) so exciting but there was just you know like I, i lived that part that night how often are we living a part and not living ourselves and in the clothes that we wear I think that's really fascinating and that's again kind of integral to what I do with clients and it's really getting to know who you are and so often I kind of ask them to come straight back because the easiest and seemingly most simple way for us to understand it is to ask the question how would we like to be living like actually do you know what my life is really stressful I'm eating on the go whatever it might be you know actually really I'd like to be going to the gym twice a week or I wish my lounge was just you know white and clear or you know everyone has their own version and that's great and different things support different people so there's no right or wrong ever and I think that's really important to know and understand as well that what works for one person isn't going to work for another person and it's not fair to judge anyone either or to 
And that's why I don't like the words kind of hoarding or cluttering, especially. And I, I don't think they're very fair words because actually different things support different people. But what is the same for everybody is that many of us don't know who we truly are. And so bringing it back to even kind of opening your eyes to exploring who you are, that's what will pave the way for you moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. That that way of making it yours and dating yourself. And to allow, I felt that's what Jenny helped me with, is just gave me permission to allow myself to, like, to wear what I liked, um, to not feel that I had to not wear it because somebody else might not like it kind of thing. So that... Um, allowing me to be me we don't realize how shaped we are by the image that we think we have to put out but we are shaped by it I read an article just this morning which made me laugh at, because we're so on the button here hello <laughs> <laughs> this obviously was planned ages ago months ago and um and the the article in the new daily was clearly written you know maybe a couple of days ago but for published today but she talked about, the journalist talked about the fact that she thought she was being so unique in, in designing her bedroom. And then she went to get a couple of, she bought everything like retro style, really classic, knew exactly what she wanted, spent a lot of money on it, just needed one thing, a liner, a lining. So she went to Ikea for that. And there was all the furniture, um, much cheaper in uh, reproduction than the stuff that she put in but her entire look was already there so her she she kind of went well whose ideas have i just channeled or have been channeled to me and how many seeds have been planted that actually are someone else's picture of what my bedroom should look like and not my picture of what my bedroom should look like so there's that bit of stepping back and being willing to go do i know what are my thoughts and what aren't my thoughts? Do I know what I like and what I don't like? And how influenced might I be? One of the things that you brought to me, Jenny, is to say, yes, you've got dresses, you've got skirts, you've got trousers, you've got shorts. Do you even like wearing all of those things? Or do you not really like wearing trousers? Mm. And maybe... You don't like wearing dresses. You know, why do you have to have one of everything? Why do you have to have cardigans and sweaters and T-shirts and shirts? And um, no, no, Lucy, you don't put that on a hanger. That is not for wear. That is only for wearing at the gym. Uh, oh, I wear that in my, on my comfy days. No, you can wear different clothes on your comfy days. That is a gym clothes. All right, but why? So, well, and then you, then you help me work out, well, what is it for me? And what am I looking for in wearing that? And then it was clearly that actually I wanted to get myself to the gym. So if I wear it, I might actually get there. <laughs> Hello. The other part that I loved what uh, Jenny taught me <laughs> was to, how do I feel in this before how do I look? So before I looked in the mirror, how did I actually feel? Was I able to move just as me? Or Because sometimes things actually look okay in the mirror, but you still don't feel amazing in it and that for me was so so helpful mm. so even when you looked at yourself it looked okay yeah it, it, it would do you know it was okay so there's nothing visually wrong with it no but I still didn't feel like I could just walk and freely and just I didn't feel amazing in it 
so, so there were some clothes that you put on did you have a comparison so there's some clothes you put on where you went oh, okay i feel amazing in it so that's how you knew when you put something else on you didn't absolutely i had one dress that it, that i put on quite near the beginning of our our uh, sessions and i went Oh, I feel this is this just feels amazing, and so when I put other things on, I had a marker, yeah. and it was lovely to just go. Well, why would I put something on that doesn't make me feel amazing? Why like would I go dress. out into the day yeah. and, and not feel like that dress? And even if you've got four dresses in your cupboard and that's all you've got, would it not be better to wear one of those than just to wear something else, just so that you've got different ones and you feel? crap are you allowed to say that on the radio yeah <laughs> you just did don't it? Don't it? <laughs> i am talking today with jenny hayes declutter specialist and closing stylist and carmen hall a client a local client of jenny's meeting for the first time in real life it's very exciting um we're embracing spring cleans in our lives and looking to see if perhaps there are patterns of behavior we can identify to see how the clutter gets there in the first place so when we declutter we re-imprint our relationship with our clothes, our body, our homes and look at what it truly what we truly need to live and embrace life over what we're sold as a need and a want and perhaps ends up gathering dust. Now in my experience when something terrible happens there is a reviewing of what is actually important in life and inevitably there's a realization that we need far less than we have. I was really considering how sad it is that it takes one of those crises in our lives to make us know what we value what we truly value what there is to value this is why i think today's show is actually quite important because it's us front footing how to how what supports us in our lives so maybe we don't need that that um, crunch moment or that crisis to come in and make us learn a lesson in a different way but opening the cupboards and being honest can be very scary and it may people may laugh when I say very scary but you know what it is sometimes to be able to to look at that Jenny have you had any any people that have said yes to working with you but then actually said no to actually working with you because there's there's like there's the yes but no I'm not getting rid of that yes I want to no I don't yeah people come and then normally as soon as they've said yes and properly got in touch with me and said I want to do this with you and we'll book in the date and then I would say 99.9% of the time I'll get an email going I'm freaking out I actually not sure I want to do this and so to me it's commonplace and I understand why but it is it's scary and as soon as you've said yes to doing something like this everything starts coming to the surface for you to have a look at anyway and so it is great but like you say it is scary and it's not just scary it can be overwhelming I mean there's so many emotions that come up and during the process people end up in tears some people really have ragey moments and so I have to really hold them and you know understand of course what's going on but a lot of it might be that you don't want to look at something and you're not quite at that stage to do to really go there and that's okay too you know you've got to be honest with yourself about where you're at and 
how far you you really want to look and again there's no judgment on anyone but it is a difficult process to really go there I can really feel when you were talking about holding someone that expression is almost like a a lighthouse that just says I'm just going to stand here and if you're ready I'll I'll hold that light for you I'll be the I'll be the person that holds the space for you to look and and reminds you of how safe you are to do that rather than wobbling as they wobble Mm. which which means you're not holding someone you're actually you have an expectation of them to come with you or to do something or to look in a way that's deeper than they're actually ready to look or prepared to look there's a really big difference in that isn't there yeah it's, it it really is huge and i think that's what makes the difference and it allows someone to feel safe because really the sessions are hugely intimate and by the time I've ended up working with someone I do end up knowing their life history and their everything about them because it is deeply intimate and you go to all those places that you probably didn't even realize existed in the first place and things that you haven't been looking at and it's not that they're bad or you didn't necessarily it wasn't about you not wanting to go there it was just actually we're so busy in life that we don't take the time to kind of stop and go oh, okay and much like you were saying you know in a time of crisis i'm sure most of us would just leave our house and there might be one or two things we might run to grab yeah but at the end of the day what's important is our self and our family or our friends and maybe a couple of objects but if the rest of the house burnt down we'd be pretty happy that actually we were all alive and well yeah and when you put it like that it's it's crazy that we get so drawn into what it looks like and what we want to what we're saving up for and and I understand I do it myself you know like it's not to suddenly be like our oh, complete minimalism that's not what it's about and you know you can't buy anything or none of those things at all but it's just about being more mindful mm, much more aware I, I remember um, when you I know a lot of a lot of experience of uh, divorce not in my personal life but you know with friends around me and so often on the other side of it they say I'm living in such it's in a much smaller space and I'm so much more at ease I didn't need any of that stuff they're devastated or they they understand why the relationship broke down but it was the relationship that was important not the house that they were living in not the cars not having two houses or this that or the other it it was the relationships that actually are the things that they um they are still mourning to get over mm. um, and I think that's key in knowing understanding this process is just say to yourself what really if the house was going to burn down you know really what would matter and and almost have that as part of your of your um, impulse for saying right I, I don't need all this stuff mm, definitely because when you ask someone that really they and again most people but it's not if you're one of the other people that does want everything that's that's fine too but it's just 
understanding what is truly important and what you really love and you will when you ask yourself a question like that it becomes very clear mm. that like you say you don't actually need as much as you think you you do and how wonderful would it be if we've got listeners who are listening going you know what i can look around the room that i'm sitting listening to this in and go i love everything i have in here yeah that claim that fantastic go out there and live that as your life because you won't hold back you'll take that with you as your livingness into every aspect of your lives your desk at work your bus ride to work your train ride whatever it is your walk in the park you your walk the the knowing that you you are living from the inside out rather than the outside in. So you've opened these cupboards. You know, we keep getting distracted, but we've opened the cupboards. <laughs> we've realised there's a mess. You, you go, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take my laundry cupboard as an example. All the towels are out. All the sheets are out. Um, all the camping stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's all out. I'm going through it, but now the room is a complete mess. No one can go anywhere. And as I go to take things and put things away, I discover where I'm going to put them away is also a mess. So I can't put them away in there. So I start just clearing in there as well. Husband's nightmare. This is real life, people. Um, uh, how? Tell me, how could I have approached that so that I didn't then end up with... The, every part of the house in disarray how do i contain it to one area at a time firstly it's always going to get worse before it gets better okay <laughs> seat belt on then yeah no it's never pretty like and still even though i do this as my job every single day i am fascinated every single day when I ask people to take the things out of their wardrobe because it's just a wardrobe and then when you, the things keep coming and they keep coming it's like the wardrobe from the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe it's like endless and you can't believe how much stuff you fit in there yeah. and that's one thing if everybody choose one cupboard you know one little drawer and take everything out of it and just have a look and even that, then you'll get a sense of what we're really talking about. Mm. Because when things are hidden away, you don't really see the sheer volume, the sheer weight. You know, like it, it goes, like you were saying earlier, it goes across all aspects of our lives. Mm. But you, it's easy for us not to see it. Mm. But when you just take, you know, just your sock drawer. I was going to say the sock drawer. Yes, sock drawer is <laughs> brilliant. Sock drawer is on for today. <laughs> yeah, sock drawer challenge. Sunday yeah. sock drawer challenge. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, do it, you know. And how many odd socks might we have? Or, you know, ones that you know, someone gave to you but you don't actually really like or one of them's got a hole in or, you know, like it's just normally a bit bit dusty in people's sock drawers you know like there's all these kind of things and they're representative of our lives okay just your sock drawer quite quite right sock drawer challenge for today everybody who listens to this when even if you're listening to it a month after the day <laughs> um take your sock drawer out any holy socks are going in the bin no negotiation no discussion you are not you do not need holes in your lives <laughs> <laughs> it can go into the clothing recycle where it can be recycled into something more purposeful that does not have holes in it you are worth more and then we're going to do the undies draw and any holes in the undies are also going to go <laughs> but i wanted to just jump in there and say you know if you've got a holy sock and the reason you haven't been able to let go of it is because you love it darn then, it <laughs> no yeah darn it or 
think about it like I'm quite creative with that and you know make it a you know like stuff it with darn it stuff it with lavender you know if the other sock's oh. missing or something and put it in your drawer or oh I love that you know like just think outside of the box and actually you'll have fun because it's something that you love and then you'll make it into something that you use or or hang it on the wall or you know make something of it so you have it around you and you actually get to enjoy it rather than it be something that you love and it's kind of shoved in the back of your sock drawer yeah that's great so repurpose but be creative so all right so now i can see me having a box full of things that i don't want to get rid of because i really love them yeah and i think that might just sit there for a little while so we might have to park that because i've just created more clutter yeah but but it is you've then got to just make sure you've got the space to do something with those those things you've got to be very disciplined with yourself haven't you well i guess discipline to me i don't like it it sounds like something i have to do and you know and it it's not about that but equally it's about creating space and something like i'm really good my wardrobes i've got it down the house is clear but and for me, I know, like my computer, I, I haven't stayed, like I, I stay on top of my emails and my photos, but they, they stack up and I haven't made the space to clear them. And even though I can say to myself, oh, you know, that's okay, they're, they're just sat there. Every, however often it is, you know, like this year I had to up my storage on iCloud so I had to pay more for this storage and actually I don't need that stuff on there and the same with photos that's quite a difficult one to do anyway like sentimental items for people are hard and that's understandable so that's why in the process they're always left to the end because then you're much more knowing of yourself so by the time you get there it's it's easier for you to do but the example of the computer I was just giving because even though it's not something that's physically in my way, I can't see it, it's just all held on my computer, I can feel it in my body that Mm. it's something that's there that really I should be looking at. And if I did it, it would support me because actually my computer would be working quicker and so many other, you know, responses that it could change if I dealt with it. But... I need to make that space. I love it. Carmen, be prepared. When we come back, (laughs) we're going to talk about what it's like to to start that process. This morning, we are talking with Jenny Hayes and a declutter specialist and clothing stylist and Carmen Hall, who is just starting on that decluttering and clearing out her closet and addressing some of the... um, the ideals and beliefs that have been around the the way you've bought clothes and what you've got in your house and perhaps even styled your house. We're looking because it's springtime and we're going to have that feeling of saying, okay, well, we're a few weeks off springtime, but you know, we're ahead of the game here. <laughs> we're preparing you for what you're going to feel in a couple of weeks' time. If it isn't already there, if you can't already feel the pool. What has um, bringing this awareness and working with Jenny over the Skype sessions, what has what has it brought into your awareness now so that you, you can now look at it for yourself, Carmen? Um, my closet just feels 
absolutely amazing because there's space there's five centimeters between each coat hanger it just feels great and I in the whole process I thought I'm going to clear out I'm going to get rid of everything that doesn't doesn't work for anymore for me anymore doesn't support me and I'm going to fill it with things that are wonderful but I don't actually want to fill it Wow. And that's been really interesting. I actually love having the space. I love, you spoke about socks. I love having four pairs of socks mm. instead of, you know, I wash every day. I don't need any more than that. Mm. Instead of having piles of socks and I'm digging for the ones I want, I just love opening my drawer and there's four pairs of socks laid out beautifully and I can see can see them all. I know, you know, know what I want. That for me, I d- I, it was a surprise as to how much I, I really loved getting rid of all the stuff all the clutter I know you said you don't like clutter but (laughs) just getting just getting rid of it and just having space is just beautiful I found that I really appreciated what I did have and valued every piece of clothing that I put on that was a shock for me because I thought that I I thought well I didn't actually didn't think about my clothes I just I just put on what what was going to be worn that day but now um I'm careful with my clothes. I hang them up. Um, sometimes I'll have a bath robe or a chair robe or floor <laughs> robe. In fact, I never have the floor robe. But, you know, I've got those other... They might go over the edge of the bath or the or the chair, but it's literally hours. It isn't days. Um, it, everything gets hung up. My washing pile is maybe four or five items. Um, the The clothes that I wear... I really enjoy wearing and I've been very fussy about what I shop for as well. You have shared a story with me in the past which I'd love you to share with me now about going shopping and and how that's changed for you. Would you go into that a little bit more, Carmen? Earlier, Jenny was saying um, that we go shopping when we try and fill, fill ourselves for whatever reason and, and I never got that. I never really understood that until I went shopping one day just feeling absolutely amazing in myself and I realized there was nothing I could buy that could match my amazingness there there was nothing so if I chose it to buy anything it was to support me but it was it was no better than me it couldn't it couldn't fill me up it couldn't it couldn't make me feel great I already, I already felt that. So that was a beautiful marker for me. Because then you can realise when you don't feel great, the difference. Mm. So appreciation has to come in here. We have to stop and clock and then appreciate the moments where we feel that fullness and we, so that we can recognise that that's the feeling that should be there all the time, that probably is there all the time. It's just under a number of layers. So when you um, go shopping with people, because that's what you do in England, isn't it? You go shopping with people. What does that look like? Because there, there can't be a process where it's all really easy, I can imagine. No, and... It's very interesting, actually, because I do, like, I've gone in Europe, I've gone travelled to places like Germany. I don't speak German, and I don't know the city, and I'm going shopping with a client, and people will say, how do you do that? Like, how does that work? You know, do you research which shops to go to, and blah, 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 blah. And I just say, no, we literally go, and what is needed will appear. And people often 
laugh and I know it sounds ridiculous myself but even now I don't go shopping for myself and because I don't really need anything there's but something will just fall in front of me if and it's just like that that's how simple it is and I think when you do this process as well you like you've both been saying you you honor everything you have and you appreciate it more and the stuff you keep you love and so then you're not in a rush to add something that's not so good to your wardrobe for example because you're like oh no everything in there I actually love even if it's only three things like so why would I want to add something not so good in there so it is really fascinating and shopping for everyone because that's something that people really struggle with as well and not only are you having to deal with your own internal battles about you know whether you've got big thighs or small boobs or you know like those kind of things that which often we have here in our heads um but you've got the you've got the salespeople in the shop and you've got the whole retail you know like buy me buy me buy me so there's a constant kind of kind of like a stress being put upon you too so it is really important that you just go knowing if there is something that you need and likewise if you've done the the wardrobe process you'll it'll be really obvious you'll see oh actually I do like wearing trousers but I'm only left with one pair of trousers so if I came across another pair that would be great so then you're more purposeful when you go shopping as well Shopping with purpose. <laughs> There's a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like when you take your glasses off? You know, you, you did mention about the overwhelm. How do you not get that overwhelm? I think it's great that that came up because it just shows how everything is interlinked. And so, yeah, you're you'll find something somewhere and then you'll go to the other thing and then before you know it you're having to look through that drawer to then go to another place and then before you know it you've gone through the whole house yeah um and that's the one thing i think we forget in life that actually everything is interlinked and equally and this is something that came up earlier but um i didn't talk about so maybe we could talk about it now is that nothing is less important than anything else and again I think that's something that we've learned to that's how we live thinking oh I'll save that for another day but actually it's still there it's still there it hasn't gone away it's just waiting for us to deal with and equally the example you gave earlier of you and your tracky bees or you know your exercise gear like often we'll have like a slouchy outfit which is fine there's no issue with that but it's uh why do i go to the slouchy outfit is that kind of a bit of an off switch for me where then i wouldn't really go you know to the shops in that or like and it's just bringing an awareness to how we are in our lives. Is and that's almost what changes. like the checkout. You're checking out of, um, you, you need the pause button, you need to, to check out, you need to switch off, you need to just not think. Yeah. But okay, so why did you get to, how did you get to a place where you don't need to think? Or how did you need to get to a place where you need to sit on the sofa all day or whatever it is? How do you get to that rather than see that as any different to 
anything else you're doing. Everything matters, actually. Yeah, and that absolutely. shouldn't be an overwhelm. It should be a, oh, okay, so I actually have an awful lot of control that I'm not owning. I'm abdicating responsibility for that. Hence the build-up, hence the overwhelm. Mm. And I think it's very important that we don't put pressure on ourselves and be really gentle with ourselves in this. But the best thing that anyone can do is just open your eyes and like look at what's going on. Just observe what's happening and how you are. And if you can notice what's happening, that's like, I would say it's 80% of the process. Mm. Because even if you go, oh, actually, do you know what? As soon as I walk through the door at the end of my working day, that's where I just like let everything go and I don't care don't care anymore you know for example and i don't look after myself you know like uh, whatever it may be mm. whatever it may so be so they might be really tidy at work and yeah. then get home and be really messy yeah and again it's just an observation if you can go ah oh, actually yeah i do that so that's my that's my check you know that's my off switch and they're the kind of things the more you bring awareness to then you you understand more about yourself and then you can support yourself more in your day-to-day living as well. And that's what it's about. Like, it's never about right or wrong and it's never about this is what it should be like. It's just about understanding who you are. So mentally, we could say the same thing, that you can turn it off and then you can turn it on. You can you can be very ordered in your thinking in one space and then feel the overwhelm and disorder and clutter and everything else when you stop stop that focus but it's the same thing so that might be that might be where you go to mechanisms or coping mechanisms like the food or the drink which would actually change your body shape so that you then you I'm like man this is just huge like once you start looking at it it, everything is interrelated mm. and decluttering becomes not just the computer the home the the it, it's your mental thoughts and your emotions yeah and i would imagine that someone who's very messy might have quite turbulent emotions or fluctuating emotions and it's really different for every single person which is why there is no rule of thumb mm. and you have to just be honest about how you're feeling and and that's what's really beautiful about it too because we are all different we are our own individual in our own individual body yeah so even there is no one size fits all you were talking about it being quite an intimate process and i remember reading on one of your blogs what might have been a comment on when i said that you were coming on the show that said it was they didn't expect it to be an easy process working on skype and then they found themselves about to ask you if you wanted a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) and i love that because it does feel like you're right there yeah yeah beautiful There was a comment you made earlier about front footing. And that was something I've noticed in the last few weeks after having done this sessions with um, Jenny, is that when you get up in the morning and you dress how you feel to dress, it doesn't matter what the day throws at you, you're ready for it. So say the doctor's phone and say, you know that appointment you've got next week, can you come right now? Or, you know, you want to run out to the shops or you you hear the doorbell ring and you don't go oh my gosh I hope nobody sees me like this you're just ready for whatever whatever comes your way and it's just such a simple thing as getting dressed in the morning mm. to front foot the day 
I love that. We've got to front fit our lives. Mm, and that's why I always start with someone's wardrobe. Yes. Because actually that's the one thing we have to do every day. And we can. it's quite easy to kind of forget about the importance of it. And But you are dressing every day. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't think about what I'm going to wear. Um, and I love that. That's That's great now. And sometimes I'll put on outfits and I won't know why I've chosen them, but that will become obvious. And like the other day we were in a shop and it starts a conversation with someone, you know, and that's beautiful. But how you get dressed is important. And like Carmen says, it does set you up for the day. So if you can just even understand that, that clothes can support you, then that's great too. You know, that's a great start. Because it's a conversation about how you're feeling about yourself and how you're feeling about who you are. And that's that's crucial because you are the constant in everything that you do in your house, in your home, whenever, whatever you're doing. You're the constant. So you've got to start with the you. Mm. Um, one of the... the um, the comments that I, I wrote down to say today is quality in life lays foundations for quality of life. And quality of life is indicative in so many health outcomes. It's what we really need to have and what we must, you know, really all work for, work towards. But it starts in the quality that we're choosing to have in our lives. And that comes from our movements and our, and our day-to-day choices. And the choice to take off the glasses to go, okay, I'm choosing to see what there is as opposed to what I've wanted to receive and to resist the temptation to put the glasses back on full time. (laughs) And to see that there's support around there, you know. Look, um, I don't think we're going to get to any further than that sock drawer. And I actually don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think what really has come out of today is the importance of, of everybody being an individual and doing it as an individual but also feeling the wholeness that you're from and the wholeness that holds you as you do what you do and as you go through that sock drawer that it's like it's like we've got all of us going go on you can do it you know we're mm-hmm. we're there's there's a a, bun, a a bubble of love around us that we're living in and that's that's calling us home often when you go through your things and we touched on it earlier you kind of worry i'm not going to have enough but honestly everyone (laughs) they've gone through their stuff and initially there's a bit of a shock factor and like carmen says you start to learn to appreciate the space but we all have everything and already and rarely do you need to go out and actually buy anything more um if you're even bringing it just to about your wardrobe, you know. So don't panic or think, oh, I don't have the money if I'm going to throw all these things out and how am I going to replace it? You know, that's that's not necessary. Like, don't kind of set yourself up to fail already. It's quite interesting what Jenny was just saying there, you know, don't, don't be worried, you, you've got it kind of thing. And that's what I got out of it is that I... I do have it. I I have that understanding within me. I needed permission to get rid of stuff. I needed permission to go, that looks amazing on you. I didn't need it, but I liked having it from Jenny. And then after that, it's like she lets you go and you go, you know what? I know how to, I know yeah. how to do this. I know what suits me. I know what doesn't. I know what I need. Um, we do know. Yeah. And, and I love that. Yeah. 
we're talking about quality there but also just to be careful in ourselves as well that we don't then think that we have to go and buy something of quality and that means it's expensive or it's from such and such a store that's not it either like one of my favorite cardigans that i wore yesterday it cost me 50p from a car boot sale nearly 20 years ago and that's i think perfect example there's nothing there are no kind of set standards and so just be careful equally of how you look at things going forward and if we're clearing out our things and giving them to lifeline shops, then you know other people could perhaps go to those lifeline shops and have done the same. We could go there and see what someone else is repurposing that might just be perfect for us. Mm. Look, it's it's um, it's fascinating what we've covered today, and it's something that I say every week. I say we can feel that we don't have the skills to deal with what's in front of us, but it's just a question of not yet having the skills, not yet knowing they're in there. And you've just summarised it in what you're saying there. So it's, we're perfectly, you know, it's all perfectly interrelated. Next week's show um, is about a is uh, is an interview with two women, Donna Giannotis and Katie Walls. There, there is a breast cancer care retreat coming up. It's for women who currently or previously have been diagnosed with breast cancer and their carers and or partners. Um, and they're going to tell us a little bit about what that is, why it's there, the sort of um, things that are going to be covered just in case it's of interest to you. It's not an expensive day. For the whole day, it's um, $70. There's a $50 for concessions, but also your first care is free of charge. So that's, I just think um, when I I heard that they were doing it and, and I'm going to uh, try and be involved in it. It just felt like such a great opportunity to get a, a bit of a conversation going about how we can support ourselves when either we've had breast cancer or we're supporting someone through it. So that's for next week's show. Um, you can either listen live, obviously, or you can listen to the podcast afterwards. Massive thank you to my guests, Jenny Hayes and Carmen Hall. Thank you for coming Thanks in. For thank me. you. Um, tune in live on Triple H 100.1 FM at 8.30 or listen later in the day via the Stay, at Lo- Stay in the Loop with Lucy podcast wherever you get them. It is always pertinent to remind ourselves that whatever has or is happening in our lives. We are and always will be us and constantly learning, but underneath in our essence, amazing. And we've really touched on that today about peeling back those layers and feeling who we are and the ability to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with our body that holds that essence so that we can recognize when our body is trying to tell us something's not quite right and then seek support from the appropriate support service, be that mental mental or physical health and I always smile because I think look my body can tell me but I'm living in a body of a home that might also offer me that reflection or my car or my work or my relationship they're all bodies that we kind of live within that can reflect to us when there's something that we're not quite at ease with or there might be another step for us to learn to come back to that essence of who we are again we don't yet feel equipped to manage it you know, we might freak out, but chances are we do have the skills. We just have got a bit of clutter around them and we yet don't yet have the confidence to apply them. So sometimes you might need to look for support in the community. And I know that it's there and we talk about it and you've met the people in this um, through this show. So look out for that support and learn to trust again. 
none of this waiting for life to come to us. We're going to front foot it this morning and get our heads in those sock drawers. We're going to take ourselves to life and be the change we want to see. You've been amazing. Till next week's show, be kind, be caring, be loved, be all of you. You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. And as ever, we are going out with Funky Fabulous by Rachel Kane and Benjamin Hurt. We'll be right back.